This podcast is brought to you by KT, the organic cold brew iced tea, which you can find in select UK retail stores and their website kt.co.uk, spelt k-a-y-t-e-a.co.uk. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Crowncast. I'm your host, Unzube Upodike, and we here talk to capital allocators on their why and how they actually participate in being financial partners to small to medium-sized enterprises. Today in the studio, we have Blake. Hey there. Thank you for joining us all the way from the United States. Oh yes, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Fantastic. And it is your first time in London, isn't it? It is, yeah. I've only been in the city for four days, but I feel like I've already explored so much. That is really good. Yes, London as you know, a historic city, there's so much more to explore, but I know you're not here just to see the historic sites. Do you want to share a little bit more about your background and what's actually brought you to London with respect to the vehicles you represent? Please. Definitely, yeah. So my name is Blake Lindblad. Um, I'm a student in California in the United States. Um, and in the past year, I've really started to dive deeper into venture capital. I've always been very interested in startups from a young age, and I was really only exposed to venture capital about a year ago, um, and I've really been just exploring the space ever since. So uh, in the United States, in California, I'm working with Crescent Fund, which invests $25,000 checks into student founders in Southern California. And um, the thesis around that is that uh, these student partners are really the closest point of contact for these student founders. Um, so we really try to look for these amazing, promising student founders before the, the big firms in the industry can find them. And then in addition to Crescent Fund, um, as of this summer, I will also be working with Ludlow Ventures. And uh, Ludlow takes a very founder-first approach to venture capital. Um, they're based in Detroit, and I will actually be representing them in New York City this summer. I'm really looking forward to learning in this role, as well as scouting promising founders um, out of New York City. Fantastic. So the focus would be for New York City-based companies for the London Fund. And for Crescent, that's more for your Southern California University students, alum, and dropouts. That's correct, yes. I love that we included dropouts when we're talking <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, sometimes, yeah. sometimes dropouts can be the, the most promising founders. They can be the outliers. Definitely. Fantastic. And what would you say attracted you? I know you touched on it earlier, but what attracted you to the world of venture capital in the first place? Sure, yeah. So I've always been really attracted to the startup ecosystem. Um, I've worked on a variety of different uh, SaaS startups and kind of surrounded myself with founders throughout my life. And um, I, I really heard about it from a friend and a mentor, Gabby Goldberg, about a year ago. I grew up working on nonprofits with her. Um, but just kind of watching what she has accomplished at, at Bessemer and at TCG and how she really surrounds herself in the ecosystem, um, it really inspired me. So I actually wrote uh, 400 cold emails to venture capitalists around the world and um, scheduled about 50 coffee chats from there about a year ago. And just those conversations with very diverse perspectives allowed me to, to kind of gauge the industry and learn more about different sectors, different industries, and um, kind of get the jargon down as my first step into venture. Amazing. 400 emails to 50 coffee chats. And yes. And now to 
funds you represent well. Definitely, yeah. Sometimes cold emails can be the best first initial touch point of interaction, but um, I really made it a priority to, to connect deeper with founders past those uh, digital interactions. That funnel sounds pretty identical to the fundraising funnel from a founder's perspective. So I love that grit and that perseverance. That's pretty important for anyone starting out or even um, trying to accelerate their careers. Definitely. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And Crescent Fund describes himself as uh, the first student-run venture fund. Um, are are student-run funds common in the U.S.? And, and what makes Crescent unique? Definitely, yeah. So I think they definitely are more common in the United States than they are in the U.K. Um, there are the big titans that did exist before Crescent, um, such as Dorm Room Fund or Rough Draft Ventures. But yeah, Crescent is the first fund in California that is um, run by students. And when you say run by students, the IC are all student based, the investment committee, they're all students? Yes, yeah, so all of us are students. So it's a ever rotating board of partners. Um, so once one of our partners graduates, they actually leave Crescent and they'll stick around as an advisor. But um, the beauty of Crescent is that everyone on the investment committee is currently enrolled in a university. Um, so they, they really have that face-to-face um, -face interaction with these amazing founders. And the limited partner for that fund, which institution serves as the core LP? Definitely, yeah. So we have a variety of LPs um, ranging from individuals to family offices. Um, so yeah, with that, with that first fund, we learned a lot in, in kind of finding these LPs. Um, but going forward, yeah, I think, I think family offices have been the most open to supporting this type of initiative. And what would you say is your approach to sourcing deals in Crescent? And, and do you find there's a lot of competition, given that you're in California, with some of the legendary uh, you know, VCs? Sure. Definitely, yeah. Um, so be Crescent Fund focuses on Southern California, um, mainly because Northern California and the Bay Area gets most of the attention with venture funding. Um, whereas SoCal, historically, the, the Los Angeles area hasn't gotten as much attention from venture capital. So we really use these universities um, to, to find these student founders and provide further opportunities that may not be offered outside of the Bay Area in California. But yeah, I, I really see campus entrepreneurial ecosystems as the foundation of, of the broader startup ecosystem. I think if you look at some of the, the largest tech companies, um, you see many of them were started on a college campus. And I think there's something special about student founders being able to, to really pour everything they have and they may not be paying rent for themselves and they may not be, uh, be as pressured into finding a full-time job at the moment. And I think that gives them a unique amount of time and a unique amount of passion that they can really pour into these endeavors. And Blake, can you talk about some of the startups in your portfolio that you're really excited about? Definitely, yeah. Um, so I think one of the one of our most recent investments that I'm really excited about is called Creatorland. Essentially, they're creating the LinkedIn for influencers and any type of digital creator. Um, and why I'm really was really drawn towards this deal is the founder had a very impressive background. He had already built something in this space that was doing high revenue um, and had established a, a solid track record and, and name in the space. 
Um, and he had kind of joined up with a couple other people on his team that had impressive media backgrounds as well. So yeah, Creatorland, like I said, is creating a platform to connect creators with brands and also just other influencers in the space. Um, they were surprised to hear that 95% of digital creators were not using LinkedIn. So there's a huge market for this, a $250 billion market, and they're hoping to serve as kind of the social network and more than a social network, but a platform for, for business to be done for these creators. I actually resonate with that a lot because I do some work in the creative industries. I, I, I do some modeling work, I do some um, music work, and obviously now audio work. Yes. When I come across other professionals in this space, the go-to is Instagram. Sure. And I don't like sharing my Instagram. It's because I have a random collage of photos that are pretty, you know, random and represent multiple facets of my life, but they're not necessarily like my curated LinkedIn profile. So it would be cool to know if your portfolio company would be coming to the UK because I sound, I think it sounds like a platform that we need to have in the UK. Definitely, yeah. It seems like there's a huge demand for this type of product and um, obviously a very large market. And yeah, it, it really seems like the best way for creators to, to share about their upcoming um, projects, to share about their upcoming releases, and just to connect with one another that um, so many people in the business world do through LinkedIn. To connect with one another, but also like you mentioned earlier, connecting with brands, because the thing about most creators is they focus a lot on the art of creating and not have the bandwidth to develop the commercial relationships that, you know, with the brands, with the labels that will, you know, support with, with them being able to sustain their art. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we're really approaching like this first era of micro influencers really creating careers out of their platforms. Um, and I, there's a lot of great tools on the market to, to supercharge their platforms. But I really do think that, that Creatorland will be the ultimate place for these creators to connect with each other and to connect with these brand opportunities. Fantastic. Looking forward to your UK launch. Yes. And, and in terms of the value add, because as a student run fund, I suspect most of the individuals might not have an extensive network. Where would you say the value add is for the companies that you do participate in. Definitely, yeah. So I think our our definition of network may differ from differ than that of a traditional venture fund. Um, because we, we do have connections throughout our alumni networks and throughout our entrepreneurial yeah. ecosystems. So we have found that um, if a portfolio company is looking for someone in a certain industry um, across 14 universities and hundreds of thousands of alumni, we seem to be able to, to connect and kind of bridge the gap between um, these two parties. Gotcha. So even though there might not be active relationships, you're able to plug into the alum network to activate relationships as needed. Exactly. Yeah. And I think partnering that with our amazing advisory board, um, I really do think that that aspect of networking um, we can we can provide to our portfolio companies. Great. And my final question for you, Blake, where, I mean, you're so young and you're doing so much already. You've got the university fund, you've got Ludlow. What's next? 
Yeah, I I feel like there's so much to learn in this space, and I'm I'm obviously still very young and um, don't have years of experience, but I, I really just hope to find opportunities that allow me to learn, allow me to grow, um, and amount, allow me to meet amazing individuals such as yourself to learn from um, in this space. Because I've, I've found that the, the venture capital ecosystem is very supportive. There's many mentors and many venture capitalists that are more than willing to help the next generation and pay it forward. So I've been thankful about that. But yeah, I think looking forward, um, organizing events, I'm organizing Techstars oh, yeah. uh, startup ecosystem. And when kind would of, that take place, your Techstars startup ecosystem event? Yes, that'll take place in um, mid-February in Central California. So Fantastic. Hopefully our listeners can get tickets to come through. Definitely, yeah. Okay. Um, we'll I'll be I'll be posting I'll be posting more information on my LinkedIn about where to find those tickets. Fantastic. And where can our users find our listeners find you? Definitely, yeah. Feel free to um to message me on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn is uh, just LinkedIn slash Blake Lindblad. You can also just find it searching Blake Blake Lindblad. Um, but yeah, that would be the the best place to find me. And I'd love to chat with any young founders, young entrepreneurs, and um love to connect with with people in this space and young investors and young investors of course <laughs> fantastic thank you so much blake for the energy i will gonna put the socials in the links below thank you perfect thank you i really appreciated this pleasure and to the audience thank you for your attention you've been listening to unsube ufodike and blake lindblad on crowncast please like subscribe share and comment below until the next time take care